Welcome to Salamander Babies, the official home of the uh, Janeway Chakotay fan club. I'm uh, holodeck programmer Jen Marshall. I'm temporal timekeeper Mario Panaghetti. I'm quantum anarchist Jim Gold. I'm... oh no. <laughs> Chief Philosophy. There we go, thank you. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. I'm Chief Philosophy Officer Lou Gold. And this week we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 12, The Bride of Chaotica. In this episode, Voyager becomes stuck on an interdimensional rift as photonic beings from the other dimension attempt to contact in the holodeck, meeting the photonic villains of Lieutenant Paris's Captain Proton program who promptly attack them. But that is definitely not the best part of the episode, <laughs> nor why I chose it. Well, okay. Why did you choose this episode? Uh, Janeway's expressions. <laughs> and that outfit. Her expressions when she was just completely flustered and annoyed at the entire prospect of her mission, yeah. or later when she starts to get into it. Like listening to nerd Paris go on and on about what world of Captain Proton is and why she has to be a part of it. It's like, ah, fine. That's mainly it. My love for Janeway in this episode. You know you're in a bad situation when you're in a scenario or an away mission where you depend entirely on Tom's love for pulp sci-fi <laughs> from the 1930s. I also really love Flash Gordon, and this is totally their homage to Flash Gordon. It's definitely a love letter to that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's pra- practically Emperor Ming. Chaotic. He looks the same. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think... Uh, Janeway's expressions, both in the in the in the briefings uh, briefing scene where she's obviously like she she's playing uh, the entire range within uh, within completely exasperated, <laughs> and then later on when she's actually in the uh, yes <laughs> in the uh, the program, uh, she is just I mean I, I, she she winds up like hamming it up. But there, there are times when she breaks and she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, when he's like, we have to get married. And she's like, huh. <laughs> so um, I, I love uh, Janeway's reactions, but I'm just going to jump in here and say that in that uh, briefing scene, Tuvok's reactions were <laughs> amazing because he was like so not having it. He was emoting so hard for a Vulcan. He yeah, he's the, like, those aren't real words you're saying. Yeah. He's like doing his jaws clenching visibly. <laughs> he's like scowling. He just, I loved it so much. It's like, there's kind of a theme of overacting in this episode. And I like that, you know, intentionally or not, Tim Russ pretty much overacted <laughs> too much. Even though he had like, what, five lines the whole episode? Yeah. It's a small part, but I loved yeah. it. Yes. As always. There's a fun bit of trivia um, about this episode. There was a small fire on the bridge set during the production of the episode. So all of the bridge scenes were shot weeks later after all of the Chaotica scenes were shot. Oh, which might explain Bolana's light hair. <laughs> huh. um, I don't know if it does, but it's interesting. <laughs> I kind of want to go back and check and see if anybody got like haircuts in between filmings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there definitely was a bridge crew that had almost no part to play in the episode itself. Like, right. Chakotay spent the entire time on the bridge. Bolan had one, like, 60-second scene with the Doctor. Um, they had a replacement helms person while Tom was on the holodeck. Bolana was briefly with Seven in the Astrometrics lab. Okay. And then 
Chakotay was in the briefing where he was just kind of confused and standing in the background like, I guess this makes sense. And Tuvok and Jane were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Chakotay's entire character through the episode was basically just confused. (laughs) Uh, I'll go along with the flow, I guess. Like, uh, I guess everybody else seems to know what they're doing. Uh, I'm just, yeah, that's good. Sounds good. I don't know science. This is probably science for all I know. Yeah. In that briefing, he was laughing, which is funny yeah it's just <laughs> smirking while Tuvok's all pissed off face Dakota's like this is ridiculous yeah he was laughing until he realized uh that they were fu- that the photonic entities were probably going to stumble on his program yep. so and he got worried real fast yep. let's get out of here <laughs> holy shit <laughs> we we need to get them <laughs> gone that would they can't be know. good first contact at all <laughs> First contact of some sort. I mean, unless they're into it. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to judge the photonic beings. I am, though. A little bit. <laughs> With those hats? Yeah, seriously. What were they thinking? <laughs> Why did they get costumes when they materialized in the <laughs> But the costumes don't fit the scene at all. Well, they fit the time period, though. Yes, but yeah. not the scene. And they do match the attire of the president of Earth. That's true. So they, they seem to match even what civilians dress like in that world. Like, the computer gave them outfits appropriate to them being NPCs. I mean, it, it might be that they searched, like, a database and were like, oh, here's a diplomatic kind of look. Oh, or- see, I think the computer treated them as characters. Mm-hmm. And so it generated them with, like, appropriate garb. But it was really weird seeing that happen, because everyone else always dresses up in a costume before they go on the holodeck. I don't think there is a good uh, explanation for it. <laughs> they just wanted to fit in visually, I guess. Yeah. Every once in a while we make the joke about, um, you know, somebody transporting off the holodeck and them being naked. And I was about to make a joke about the photonic beings transporting <laughs> off the holodeck. And I was like, no, Lou, they'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd be like amorphous beings of light or something. I want to talk about Janeway's dress. It's holy <laughs> yes. That whole outfit is like... The neck ripple. If, if, I, if I had like a spare... I don't know how many thousands of dollars to pay somebody. It couldn't to, have cost that. No, much no, no. To, to pay oh. somebody, I'm not going to make that for one week holy for one fuck, episode week of recording. That would take so much effort if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's true. That's my little asterisk on that. I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I would love to cosplay that. Like, oh. Uh, you could modify an existing dress if you don't want to go too accurate. Like, mm-hmm. if you like put together like like the the form-fitting dress and then like the the loose floofy sleeves on top of that it could be done i'm just like all those little embellishments are just like the attention to detail in that dress is like mind-boggling compared to what they usually do for like costumes (laughs) on the show like it had the spider in her hair those long like twisty nails that went up her fingers the big cuff around the neck that was all webbed it looked like spider webs it was like painted down into her fingers the the little like feathers that were spiral shaped on her shoulders the little dangly the dangly beads on the back Mm -hmm. like uh, i have to assume that a lot of this was pulled from like paramount costume department right because this was (laughs) a lot of bespoke props for an episode like they had to recreate an entire 50s style set they had to intentionally make it cheap looking (laughs) like like everything moves when they touch it yeah exactly Mm. they intentionally made things loose and and looking like a cheap set like there was a scene where the doctor steps out as the president of earth and he steps on a rock and the rock kind of gives it away it's like (laughs) that's fiberglass (laughs) 
Like, someone intentionally made a bad set. That's true. When they open up the rocket ship at the beginning, like, you see, like, the door, like, er, er, er. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the wipes, the transitions, like, they did yes. the cheesiest, oldest-looking George Lucas Star Wars shit. <laughs> like, blur wipes and star wipes. And I love the details in this episode. Yeah, I mean, getting, getting back to the set just a little bit, like, their control panels in Captain Proton's ship. And, like, whenever they would touch them, they would just, like, rock yeah, back exactly. and forth. Nothing was quite solid enough. I kind of loved that when Captain Proton's ship crashed, they fell in the same way that the ship crashes, <laughs> like, when Voyager crashes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the camera shakes, oh, no, and then they, like, sort of floof over. It kind of just gives away that that's what they do for Star Trek. <laughs> They've got <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> well, presumably, in in the uh, in the holodeck, like, they were actually thrown the same way they would be if the inertial dampeners well, were out. So so I was actually talking about when Captain Proton's ship crashed lands on the planet initially. That's mm-hmm. before the um, the fissures open up, I believe. Yeah. That was my impression. Yes. But, but yeah, but I just seeing Harry like dramatically th- not throw himself over the console but kind of <laughs> sort of spin around and like land on the back on his back on the stairs being like Oh, do you think he's playing it up a little bit? I don't know. Because he was doing that with the dialogue earlier in that scene. It was beautiful. what I said? You'll never get away with this. (laughs) I wonder how much of that is like Harry being like, I want to go with my best friend Tom and see what he thinks is cool. Or if he's like, I'm getting bored of this, Tom. Can we play my thing now? No. (laughs) Flash Gordon, though. Flash Gordon is is our touchstone. Savior of the universe. Mm -hmm. That's going to give us a copyright strike. (laughs) (laughs) Saved her one of us. <laughs> That's also a good movie. Tag mm. below. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it is also an homage to old serial Well, stories. yeah, it's a remake of, like, this... Actually, I figured this out because I was super into Flash Gordon. It's super Gordon. parody, right? Not quite, but it's It's like, not a parody. It's, like, just making a movie of the old serials. But, and, like, from a modern perspective, it's, like, you make this... Yeah. Retro-style I mean, yeah. throwback thing. Um, I mean, it was meant to be slightly campy, but I right. mean, as things were wont to do in the 80s. Yeah, but but they do ham it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, once I, I saw that and I was super into it, I went and got a bunch of other Flash Gordons on the Netflix. This was maybe 10 years ago. So Netflix DVDs then? Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, Even that's, that's ancient. Uh, back in the old is. days. Yeah, that's so an that's... outdated reference now. Yep. What's no, a DVD? I don't know. It's an ancient technology. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize it was from the 30s. I thought it was just going to be like a TV show from the 80s. Oh, you found a rich <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of the Some original Some of that stuff is kind of watchable. I think it's fun. Oh, no, I enjoy it. That actually reminds me of Doctor Who. Yes. Or like if you... Like, the original Doctor Who was, like, 62. Right, yeah. you're like, I'm having fun with this modern Who. Let's see where it all started. No. 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 <laughs> Just kidding. It's like, even, even people the generation or two before us, like, they were watching, like, the 70s, 80s. Yeah. No one talks about First Doctor. It's all fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm. They kind of hit their stride back in those days. They had a Doctor Who was, like, actually charismatic. <laughs> Imagine that. And a cool scarf. The scarf was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen the scarf. Douglas Adams wrote a bunch of his episodes, which also right. helped. <laughs> huh. That's kind of a good selling point towards me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, was anybody else very happy that Candace, Candace, Constance, what the fuck is her name? Constance, Constance Goodhart. Goodhart. Yeah, uh, the hot blonde. That, that Captain Breton's secretary. Yeah. yeah. 
Secretary. I'm doing quotes. Secretary. <laughs> well, that was kind of the thing in the episode where Tom realized that something had gone wrong. It's like the 1930s good guy, they never die. Yeah, presumably she shouldn't be able to be killed as a character in that narrative. Right. If I was writing it. Yeah, but he's playing it straight. No, I know. Like, I just, I just. Why is she dead? I you, yeah, understand. I know. You want consequence, but they don't want no, consequence in I serials. I don't want consequence. I just hate when people scream. <laughs> That's her entire dialogue. Yeah, That's that. She doesn't actually talk words. I, I just hate people screaming, like kids screaming, anything screaming. I'm just like, no. Well, then you would appreciate. I don't know if it was a later episode, but a separate episode where Seven plays Constance, and it's wonderful. What? I don't oh. remember this. Yeah, there's there's a brief flat, um, Captain Proton beginning of an episode where um, Seven is with Tom and she's playing Constance Goodhart and she refuses to to dig, get into the narrative. I need to see this so bad. It's really good. <laughs> so bad. Next she episode? she kills Satan's robot like instantly. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I was kind of like the first time I saw this episode, I was kind of wondering if they wouldn't make Seven go into the thing. But, I mean, obviously, I'm glad that it was Janeway. But could you imagine if it was, like, her or Bellana? It's like, all right, you have to dress up. And you have to be the queen of the spider people. Someone's getting locked in the airlock. <laughs> They're just going there with guns blazing. Yep. It's just like, this is stupid. Your idea is stupid. Oh, it's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it's Patrick Stewart in first contact. Tommy gun. Coming in with a Tommy gun yes. and just fucking blasting them. <laughs> I, I was like, can Seven assimilate, like... <laughs> That's what Tommy does. Like... Probably not. We'll just change the program a little bit. Well, it sounds like the program was locked. They couldn't... Which is one of the reasons they got kind of were stuck playing the narrative, right? Because mm. they couldn't disable it or change parameters. I think even with the doctor, they, they specifically had to make a point of programming his emitter to put on his president clothes because they couldn't do anything <laughs> in the holodeck. That's true. They didn't even have... They didn't have toilets. They didn't have showers. They didn't, they didn't have <laughs> enough Sims money to, yeah. to, to buy his clothes. They, they need have, more schmeckles. They need more linden bucks. They didn't have coffee. <laughs> Poor Jane Wayne. That's right. The very important and brief side yeah. plot. It's, well, it's kind of funny that like she goes, or Neelix goes up to her and he's like, hey, we only have four toilets and three showers and there's this many people. And she's like, whatever. Where's my problem for you to solve like, for the this, little people to figure this is out. really gonna be a she threatens his life too it's <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> but, she should have followed through by the way like when neelix is talking about the like oh we only have like four bathrooms and he's like especially with the bullions i'm like what's with the bullions now <laughs> <laughs> they have eight assholes like seriously <laughs> is it like literally a biological thing or is neelix just a racist he, like, I would yeah. like i'm that. sure a little both yeah. he <laughs> okay. just doesn't like seeing them also, when's the last time you saw a bullion on the Voyager ship? I don't think you ever see a bullion no. on the Voyager. <laughs> what is a bullion? The blue one. Do you remember the barber in Next Gen? Yeah. Mott the barber, he's a bullion. Yeah. Oh. Blue the, the, with the like a bilateral head, yeah. um, line down their forehead. Okay. Yeah. I really want to know what the deal is with them shitting. Like, yeah. does it smell bad? Do they do it a lot? Is it large quantities? Maybe I, all I assume, of the above. I assume <laughs> they wreck it. Is it acidic? <laughs> <laughs> They, they, their, their digestive tract goes backwards. <laughs> no one wants to see that. It's terrible. But also, don't all the crew quarters have their own showers? Why are they? Why are they sharing resources? Like they're not using public restrooms. Well, maybe they had to cut back on the stuff. But it's already there. I'm just no no. no well, I'm just picturing. Can, I guess you can stop power. using it. Yeah. 
But I'm just picturing like, okay, so they have four bathrooms. What if their bathrooms in people's quarters? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like four <laughs> random crew quarters. Endless rotation where you're trying to sleep. People are in life shit. God damn it! <laughs> so close the door. <laughs> Ridiculous. But wait, didn't we also establish that um, when you return things to the replicator, you get some energy return? So couldn't they like recycle a little bit? I assume that they do. Their shit. I mean, yeah. it's just energy it's like, at that point. Something's gonna keep shit particles they, or something. They just—they're just literally shoveling shit into the reactor. Shoveling we found a new job for the ship. ship. <laughs> it's perfect for Tom. Shit shoveler. <laughs> Power the engines. This is how we're getting back to the Alpha Quadrant. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, very small part of the episode that had no consequence at all. But it was great. Yeah, great coffee moment. Yes. And then we find out that Delix eats people's leftovers when they leave the vessel. <laughs> hey man, he, he made the food. That's true. I I I give him that right. Poor little urchin. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. Love table God scraps. <laughs> May I have some more? I like Satan's robot. Yeah. <laughs> the vacuum too. He's, he's perfect. Like, the way they assembled that costume, just the, the stupid dialogue he has, like... The ductwork arms. Yeah, exactly. Like, every piece of him is lovingly constructed and thought out <laughs> in a way that a lot of the show is not. <laughs> yeah, even the legitimate show. I, I had a thought watching this episode. You know, they're all like, this is how you set Ben your spare time, Tom? And, and, like, it ends up being the thing that saves the day. What if that was, like, some set designer on Voyager? And he's like, hey, I built all this cool like, 50 sci-fi stuff. They're like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> Just one of, the, one of the Maquis has like a hobby as like a musical theater set yeah. designer. <laughs> like, well, I guess we're going to write a Proton episode now. <laughs> you built all these sets. <laughs> f- handcrafted all those blocks out of styrofoam. <laughs> watch and just find out if um because harry makes a joke about the sets always looking the same when they're walking through the like rock area and i'm like i wonder if that's just like the interior of like a cavern that they used in like you know an away mission scene and i'm just like maybe that's an in joke for them that that's very it's an in joke on star trek yeah yeah but but like the scene that they had where it's literally just a rock wall and then a little like pillar of rock looks very familiar like if they just put any sort of cap on it and then had it be dark it would just be it could it could have been the cavern that data uh traveled back through time and met mark twain and i could see that I, I, I got nothing. That's why, like a ten-year separation. Sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like yeah, they travel back in time yeah. to. <laughs> I'm it sure it's a the thing that design. they've used before. But yeah, I just like that line. So. Yeah, I think it's definitely Paramount using like leaning into Paramount's resources to to throw something together that's out of character or, or doesn't like put different makeup on someone's forehead. Yeah, you pointed out the knobs on Captain Proton's front. <laughs> I love that. Like, they totally built these costumes and sets the way they were built in the 50s, which is you find shit and put it on a wall and hope no one notices because it's low resolution and only 10 minutes long. And black and white. And black and white. And seen from a distance in a movie theater. Also, what color would you make uh, Arachnia's dress? I would make it black and white, yeah. You need to do black and white I did grayscale... Like, so for Gishwas, we did black and white grayscale makeup for me. Oh, okay. And I would do exactly the same thing. Nice. That would look rad. That would look so rad. That came out so good. You need to make this happen now. Mm-hmm. So, I need to figure out this dress. Maybe and maybe it won't be, like, spot on, but... I'll consider a chaotic costume. That'd be fun. 
<laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. No, that'd be cool. Or Satan's robot. Satan. <laughs> that'd be fun to walk around a convention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck. <laughs> now I'm thinking about how to make the shit. Good. <laughs> what the fuck was he made out of? Like, I get the, the duck, uh, Satan's robot had the, like, ducting arms, mm-hmm. but what is that cylinder even that he's, that's the torso? Oh, um. Garbage can. Maybe. Hmm. It was uh, it was really tall for a garbage can. Two garbage cans. <laughs> two like two a garbage one. cans and a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> one garbage can standing on the shoulders of another garbage can. Maybe a small water boiler? I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know. Huh. That's also assuming it's metal. It's probably just like it's cardboard tube. Yeah. Like cardboard exactly. or something. Yeah. Like the two little shoulder pieces. I like the just the little eye slit. It's just so perfect. <laughs> Destroy a proton. Invaders from the fifth dimension. <laughs> and like Paris, like fixing his little voice box and Tuva complimenting him. His vocalizer. Yeah. Shaking like there's uh, there's things in the stuff and you gotta take things out and you gotta put other things in there. Two bucks like this is amazing. <laughs> you have an impressive grasp of this weird technology that I doesn't like, exist. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and fawn for a couple of minutes. Tuvok wasn't even in this Tuvok's episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is there a comment on the absurdity of the program? Yep. Well, he was right. With his expression. Wrong, yeah. Yep. Just that that look of pure hatred. <laughs> Every time Tom said a name of a character or a technology, <laughs> his eyes roll back into his skull. As much as I love to rip on Tom, which I do, it's one of my favorite activities, mm-hmm. this is also kind of a fun win for him in that he got to be the hero that saved the day, except for he wasn't because Janeway saved the day. But it was still like, he finally got all of his friends to watch that show. That he's been <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly watch. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, don't, finally. Don't, I know the first couple episodes are kind of rough, you just gotta power through it. There's a whole arc that forms after episode five. <laughs> Guys, when Patton Oswalt gets there, it's great, I swear. We're going to watch it. It's going to be great. Sorry, Dollhouse. You guys are coming, right? <laughs> Thank you for apologizing for Dollhouse. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, of course, Janeway kind of gets into it, which is awesome. And then he shows up at the end to be like, oh, I didn't need to do anything. <laughs> I was going to say, yep. Captain Proton to the rescue, but it looks like you just murdered everybody. That's <laughs> not what's supposed to happen in the program, but okay. Something, something death ray. Well, we can roll with this. Spider pheromones. <laughs> We're going to have to review the canon of the story to, so you can play it more accurately next time. But, you know, you got the story done. You got it done. It's yeah, fine. It's a good thing that Chakotay's holiday program didn't take over. <laughs> I don't want to watch that malfunction episode. Jamie proceeds to shoot every scene. <laughs> and then Chico. How do I know it was the real Chico date? Doesn't matter. <laughs> so many more photonic entities would have been. Red X. <laughs> the episode killed like 50 something of this one species, and then they were there just like, no, it fucked off, and then they just rode their ship away later. Like, I. They didn't deal with the fact that they basically accidentally started a war. <laughs> they just committed a drive-by yeah. through Tom's <laughs> shitty program. Yeah, and 100% glosses over that. It's just like, you actually killed one of them. Like, it was your fault. <laughs> it's like, we know you didn't mean to do it, but yeah. you're complicit in this. They, they killed like 53 at least. I think, uh, I think it was 58. Yeah. 58. Yeah, 50, 58 of my people have died. Yeah, it's like, that's horrific. And then, <laughs> we didn't kill anyone. You're not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, by our senses, you're not real. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they from just my like, perspective, the Jedi are evil. From my point of view. But yeah, the, they, they have the Doctor in there, 
who is totally who is recognized by them as a living being and who could totally like explain the entire situation to them oh actually they're they're uh they're beings that are alive that are physical rather than light uh entities and blah 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 blah. um but no they just lean into the narrative and they're just like i'm the president of earth and we should form an alliance to to destroy uh chaotica that that is problematic (laughs) (laughs) it looked like what they were trying to do was rush the narrative along to end the program sooner just to kind of cut it off as soon as possible because they have no means of disabling the program they're, they're like they're, but also they're... if they'd help them play along if they'd gotten them on board with it and say oh by the way this is this is all a simulation like which they tried to do to no success previously but like if they could try more outreach they could have saved face a little bit rather than just hitting the gas and saying <laughs> never coming back here anyway so so counterpoint to that how fucked up would it be if, like, you were kind of doing your exploring the universe mission or whatever, and, like, 60 of your people got killed, and then somebody was like, uh, LML, JK, <laughs> just jerking off, and you guys all died. But if you could just play along with us for, like, five more minutes? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's <laughs> pretty <laughs> fucked up. You, you found a new part of space where we think you're fake and we kill you for sport. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> So yeah, it probably was better that they just say, no, we're not talking to you anymore. What does this do to the doctor? He's like, those were my people, kind of, in a weird way. Like, <laughs> He like, makes an offhand joke about it. Though there are episodes later where he actually has to wrestle with like, the rights of holograms. This episode wasn't serious enough to dig into that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a vessel for the Flash Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They thing. wanted some reason for Because it's always, the holiday program is real. And yep. So they needed a reason for it to work that way. I'm just thinking of the doctor going back to sick bay and having an existential crisis for like the next three episodes. <laughs> but but off yeah, screen. yeah. Now he he has like evidence that that spontaneously generated. Well, possibly I don't know. There's no there's no explanation for that. But like that photonic entities exist and are sentient. And the the ship just like hit the gas and sped away. They they have a homeland. They have like a yeah. plane of existence. That's true. They have a planet. They were talking about planets. Yeah. They understood the concept of planets, though photonic planets, I suppose. Yeah. Whatever uh, it looks like in some Presumably, space. but... Yeah, Starfleet's layers could use that as like a pretext for like... Holographic, holographic uh, rights. Holographic rights. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's like, hey, we've seen that life can exist in a photonic state. Yeah. I'm just picturing the crew being so embarrassed by this entire thing that they don't put it in their like blog. <laughs> and therefore... <laughs> Therefore, Starfleet never knows about this entire civilization. A hundred doctor out of personhood. Yeah. hundred years later, the photonic beings come back to Earth. It's like, we want to speak with your president to thank him for his help in Captain Proton. Where's, Where's bald FDR? Like, what the f- They're like, we don't, we don't have a president. We've, we've been a oligarchy for the last <laughs> three centuries. I don't know. Join the mobile infantry, become a citizen. I assume there's some kind of Earth government that is maybe not federation, like... Someone runs the individual countries and, and cities and everything. There are still is it federation all the way down? <laughs> yeah, but is it, is it federation rule all the way down? I don't know. I always... Do, do they have countries? I mean, they have France. What? That's Picard's true. from France. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean they, but we're from California. Yeah. Yeah, California does have a government. Shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There. <laughs> like, like, does a, an organization that works on a galactic level also run, like, local town politics? Like, is the mayor from federation... Kind of like military rule, isn't it? So no, no, so there's a separation between Federation and Starfleet. 
Ah, you're Wait, right. what? Yeah, those are two separate entities. What? <laughs> That's why they have different names. It's like the Empire and Sith. <laughs> Is it? I, no, it's not. <laughs> no. I, I honestly don't know. Wait, what? What? Yeah, they're two separate entities. How? There's there's the military science branch that runs out and, and seeks out new life and new Which one is that? That is Starfleet. Okay. The Federation is the United Federation of Planets, the overarching government system that runs that includes that Vulcan runs the society it. and includes Vulcan and Klingons and everyone else who's in the Federation. Starfleet is the Earth is the Earth side of things, it's like the Klingon forces are their own group, I, separate from Federation. I but can... sorry, not separate, but like like branches of a of a system. So so my my feeling was Federation's like the UN, right? Kind yeah, but but with actual power. power. Yeah. Okay. This is not helpful. This is like, just <laughs> confusing me more. No, like, it's okay. Don't oh, worry no, about no, no. it. I, it it's not necessarily made clear all the time. Uh-huh. But, you know, like there's Starfleet Academy. They train people to be cadets and and uh, officers, and they go into Starfleet. They are not literally the Federation. They are like Army Navy, like you said, like the military branch. But it's not a military-run society. Uf the UFP is not military. UFP, oh, United yeah, Federation of Planets. Come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, okay. So, in like Mass Effect terms, would this be like the Alliance versus the Citadel Council? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Alliance is, is the Earth branch. Yeah, it's Earth's military. Yeah. Okay. But then there's a, an overarching group that is, uh, they are represented as in delegates and, and, and answer to. I honestly completely forgot about the Alliance. Cause... But there's a lot of back and forth. There, there's a lot of overlap there, too. Because, you know, like, they act on behalf of the Federation and... and... This is still fucking blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you <laughs> the Federation and Starfleet were different? I, I, I feel like I just swallowed a red pill. <laughs> what the fuck? It ended with the like the end and then the question mark and that was yeah fun. like throughout they had all the little flourishes of, of dated storytelling. Yep, chaotic got to give his dramatic monologue as he was dying. Yeah, I liked I liked how how strictly it played by the rules of the narrative that it set out in the program. Like, oh, if they made a program like this, this is it would have certain rules. Like, it couldn't progress until certain things happened. There'd be musical stings that went along with the action. People died, but nobody bled. Yeah. And people like came back later because you you could never truly kill the villain. True. I'm <laughs> just imagining Jamie making sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a knife. Cut uh, off the head. <laughs> there aren't any knives in this program. Make one. <laughs> Shift time. Remove the head and destroy the brain. This is all cardboard. <laughs> oh man, Tom and Harry and um, the doctor like come in at the very end. Tom would start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Janeway's up to her cuffs and blood. <laughs> You can't What'd rewrite you this program. <laughs> yeah, they walk in. They walk in like it's Tywin Lannister <laughs> dressing a deer. <laughs> There's blood all on, all, over all the walls. <laughs> She's wearing like the apron and stuff. It just looks like Carrie. <laughs> I like this program. <laughs> That's a good impression. I, <laughs> I just I liked her little hesitations and and asides. Like the hesitation when she's like, "My spider ship." <laughs> like maybe this is right. Dad living worked for a while. Yeah, yeah the spider ships. The ships with the spiders. Yeah, those, those were the parts where uh, a couple of times in the in the thing, I was like, "Oh man, that that really feels like Mel Brooks." Yes. It was good. It was it was good. The the uh, um, 
what is the Chaotica's comment about incompetent uh, subordinates or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And she had a moment where she thought about her crew and she's like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yep. You're not wrong. I have those. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoyed Chaotica as a captain's chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be funny if, if I just she comes see out that. onto the yeah. bridge and it's there. <laughs> she's got the I'm jewels. Just, I'm just, I'm just trying out a new thing. <laughs> Why is it black and white? You guys are into it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel before me. <laughs> I, I, I guess we're... Uh... We're trying something different here. This Delta Quadra rules. <laughs> gotta mix it up. Keep it alive. I'm going for a warlord vibe. We'll see how it goes. Don't piss off the spider people. <laughs> I, I think she probably played that uh, program again. Oh, yeah. She might have gotten into it. I do think Tom could have... <coughs> better prepared her like he basically gave her a crash course on the terminology but i feel like he should be telling her the rules of the of the serial storytelling <laughs> instead that's true because the whole point of them was they were trying to speed run the story so it would end and they could get away and he's just telling her what words to use when yeah. she talks to him it's like how about like it's these, a visualizer right these are the character's specific weaknesses these are the hooks that have to happen before the it moves to the third act mm-hmm yeah, I feel like the program would have uh, accommodated a lack of understanding vocabulary. It would have been it should, like, eh. It should basically translate it for the hollow characters. Once yeah. you get to this scene, go back to your cabin, then you can romance your character. Yes. <laughs> you have to You have to go back there and wait for them. Yeah, yes. he might be uh, doing some calibrations, but, you know, just come back another five yeah. minutes later. Oh, uh, and don't, try it 20 times in a row. <laughs> don't save in this room. There's a really bad glitch. It destroys your save file. I just, <laughs> <laughs> there's a patch coming. Don't worry. I'm just picturing Tom patching his own <laughs> programs. He's not getting updates from the Alpha Quadrant. Mm. Those are all of his uh, communiques letter when, when they get letters. <laughs> He's just filing bug reports. <laughs> I was I was gonna say he doesn't have any family, and I'm like, but his dad's the admiral, and I'm like, eh, eh, probably not getting letters from him. No, he does though. But there's a little upset all about the letters they get from home. Well, yeah, that's true. I think it's called letters from home. I think it's called letters from home. I think you're thinking of Band of Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's when the Hirochin get introduced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. Now I'm just picturing Tom being like, um, I need more bandwidth for my hollow novels, so if you could just not write me. Then he has to fight Chakotay for it. <laughs> yep, literally fight. They get greased up. <laughs> There's only two holodecks on this ship. What do the Vulcans call it? When like, they're fighting over something? Oh, like the ritual fighting they do for Ponfar instead, <coughs> yeah. instead of sex? Yes. Instead of sex? Like, if uh, if they don't have access to a mate, they can do like, oh, okay. a ritualistic fight to the death, and that satisfies Ponfar. <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazing. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. The fan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they fake uh, Kirk's death so that Spock can get out of Ponfar. <laughs> what? The first uh, Ponfar episode is from original this? series. I've not, not seen that That's episode. That's when the concept of Ponfar is introduced, is with Spock. that episode. That's amazing. It is available on Netflix, and also CBS, whatever they call it. CBS Go? All access. CBS Now? <laughs> CBS Anywhere? I was going to comment on... Um, CBS tiered commercial pricing. I was going to comment on Spock fighting the alpha male, and then I realized, no, it's mostly just Kirk's going to fuck anything around. There's always one character, isn't there? And this one is Harry talking about the slave girls. Oh yeah, that was a weird oh, yeah. one. He showed, that was... he showed his colors there. Yeah. <laughs> but Tom, you said they were slave girls in this one. Jesus Christ, Harry, every time in the holodeck. We were going skiing the other day and you were like, what about all the slave girls? At the cabin, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Can you concentrate for a second? I thought you missed Libby. Who? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's how I want this episode to end. That's how I want this series to end. <laughs> she's real. Wait, who? She lives in Canada. Space Canada. <laughs> We're like five seasons in. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how long it took him to forget about her. He was so dedicated for a while. Mm-hmm. Now he's just wanting to save girls. They date the Delady sisters on the holodeck at one point. It's another Captain Proton, actually. Yes, I remember that. I thought this episode did comedy well. I mean, you know, anytime you see comedy in a drama show, there's going to be things that fall flat or are a little cringeworthy. And especially when you put on a layer of intentionally schlocky sci-fi, it doesn't always work. But mm-hmm. overall, like, I thought this was a decent comedic episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it had good um, physical comedy with the reactions of everybody, and then also the satire was nice. So yeah, and and complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did what it set out to do. Also, kind of in a weird way, the fact that they killed like almost sixty aliens <laughs> and then just left—that almost has its own. It's completely humor. brushed off and like, forgotten later in the episode. They just needed stakes. It just, well, but it, it had like almost an absurdist humor to it because they're like, well, we don't really know how to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just never talk about it again. Fix it stage right. Yeah, back away slowly. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to be negative, but does anybody have anything negative to say about this episode? Because I think that we all pretty much liked it. My only issue with it is the sort of eh, treatment of the genocide thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe not, maybe not genocide, but like mass murder. Yeah, uh, yeah. at least. Uh, like, There's uh, no sense of culpability. Yeah, we're just like, oh, uh, that that's unfortunate. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Well, holodeck accidents happen. You know how it is. <laughs> You're platonic yeah. and all. Yeah. Yeah. You guys fly just... holodeck malfunctions all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Platonic and all. Yeah. It's, it's not like mentioned at all. <laughs> oh, look at the time. <laughs> uh, Which is like, there have definitely been other Star Trek episodes that were framed around something way less significant than that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like you're gonna offend somebody it's like no no let's not do that yeah you don't normally see that much loss of life that's directly attributed to their actions <laughs> yeah. and they like, take no responsibility for it at all yeah I, I i think i would still feel uncomfortable even if it were just like one or two of them that were killed but like 58 it was like what the f-? <laughs> yeah um, beyond that, I liked it. It was it was good. I don't usually go in for corny um, mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do, but I was gonna say you say being a host of a Voyager fan cast. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm walking that one back way far back. But uh, I'm not really into like the old sci-fi serial stuff yeah. and and plays at that or like uh, just do your own thing. But yeah, it was it was okay. I mean, in the context of. Tom's interest, though, works, because you could totally see him yeah, it's being ex- that guy. It's, it's explainable. Yes. That uh, uh, doesn't mean I, I like it. Well, I mean, like it's not like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. True. But I think it also works on the level of it spends all its time talking about the shortcomings of that storytelling system. <laughs> so I think even someone who doesn't like it could get something out of this episode. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is a stupid way to tell a story. <laughs> and they just have to play along for the sake of completing the story. You know, and that's that's a common holodeck malfunction thing where they have to like finish the program or something. Mm-hmm. Come on, Janeway, you gotta act out in my fantasy land. <laughs> What's well, my stupid play acting you. this time? <laughs> Guess we spent another f- month in the break. <laughs> Why did it have to be Janeway? It had to be her. Cause... Somebody else might have gotten it wrong. 
<laughs> wow. Like, they all just immediately um, defaulted to, oh, well, here's a random character you mentioned as a possibility. You will definitely be this character. That's so, a deep cut. I'm still, I'm still hurting from that one. So my, my guess is there weren't really any significant stakes for harm. Um, and she it was has, about saving face. Yeah, and she's got a good command presence. So, you know, if there's no actual risk involved, I'd say put the person who's most comfortable bossing people around and being so the queen. Yeah, well, okay, so Bolonic. Yeah. I think Bolonic could have done a perfectly fine job. I, I think, think she would have played along. Walked in there and f- yeah. murdered them yeah. all. That's fair. It's like, why can't I just kill these people? This is you know, we're already accepting the conceit that you have to play along. Like, I think they could have also just pushed harder into the system and powered through it. Right. Killed everybody. Like, why yeah. didn't Tom have, like, a picture of, like, this is the death rate. This is what it looks like. You have to go turn it up. Yeah. He could have helped her a little more, too. But he was having fun. That's true. He was forcing everybody to have fun. Tom's like, I'm going to give you the least amount of information available and let's just see how this plays out. It's going to be just like improv night. I'm just going to give her some terminology. He was, oh my God, we we were joking earlier about him introducing his friends to a show. He was not giving her spoilers. (laughs) He's like, no, you got to see how it plays out. This is great. (laughs) You're going to love it. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. I don't, but except for oh, that. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> FYI, he might want to f you, but just give it a shot. <laughs> just roll with it. It's a great story. It's not a big deal. It's, you're not going to die. <laughs> you just might get restrained. Yeah. That's a good point about uh, the lack of stakes, because in a rarity for holodeck malfunctions, the safety still worked. Yeah. <laughs> so no, the, none of the humans were actually at any risk. True. I want to name my office computer Satan's Robot now. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good choice. Just want to name all sorts of things. Seems robot. It might be my favorite Star Trek character. We could, Roomba. We could put little like arms on the microphone that the we're microphone using. The microphone could be Satan's robot. Yeah. It could be holding Libby the salamander. The the microphone that we have is a Yeti blue microphone. It's like a brushed stainless steel. It would very easily turn into Satan's robot. It actually looks like the microphone prop that Jamie used <laughs> in the episode. That's true. We could do this. Don't tap it. You're going to make noise. Yeah. <gasps> Don't disturb the fish. <laughs> stop. Stop tapping. <laughs> we didn't install this microphone so that you could make a tapping rave. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to the discussion of Bride of Chaotica? Yeah, that would be my Chaotica pitch. It's so good. You got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom in the hallway. Yeah. You, have to watch, you have to watch every episode yeah. in order. And then we'll talk about it. And we'll watch it together. <laughs> yeah. You gotta catch up before the next season comes out. It's actually really important because we're stuck because you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> the ship's not going anywhere until you catch up. <laughs> I didn't make this happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's coincidence. It's, it's a malfunction. You have to finish the program. All of it. And it has to be you. I mean, really, couldn't he program it in theory to recognize him as Arachnia? Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. I, I was actually kind of thinking, what if none of the women wanted to participate? Yeah. Like, would they just, would Too Harry much. do it? Like, <laughs> Harry would be great. Harry's like, I want to make Tom happy. <laughs> I can do this. I'm Arachnia now. Is the outfit required, or can you just self-identify as a character, and, and the characters on the holodeck just take it as rote? I would assume that you, like, replicate Arachnia's outfit in your size. Yeah. So they use it as a cue to determine who you are. Yeah. So if Harry was wearing that dress... There you go. That's what has to happen. Episode <laughs> art. <laughs> Jen and I like, looked at each other and like, nodded. Like, Draw that dress on Harry. <laughs> Senpai 
finally free. <laughs> Just feels right. Yes. Tell it's like the really end feel. of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> he like rips off the dress and he's wearing a corset and like <laughs> high heels and fishnet tights. <laughs> I've never seen that. You have to. It's so good. I don't have to. You don't have to. Come on, it's, it's so good. That's what I've heard. I like it. It has its moments. It's fine. I really enjoy it. The songs are fun. I think all of the moments are momenty. Meatloaf sings in it. That's yeah. true. He has a single musical number and then he dies. Yeah. They eat him. So they eat him. They eat the meatloaf. <laughs> Did they actually turn him into meatloaf? I don't remember. No, they just no. eat him. They carve him up with yeah. an electric knife. Do they cook him? I think they just cut him up on the table. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm okay. I think he was already cooked. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, no. I never actually thought about that. For our next episode. <laughs> we're watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Halloween <Meatloaf>. episode. <laughs> Meatloaf sous vide. Mm. <laughs> I haven't watched the new one. Oh, the, the TV special Laverne one? Cox, yeah. Yeah, they need to stop making those things. Yeah, it's dumb. Nobody Brian asks Cox? for them. Laverne Cox. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the f*** did Brian Cox do? <laughs> Glee ended and so TV decided they needed to make remake old classic musicals. As like live performances. Yeah, they did like Peter Pan and Sound of Music, music which wasn't great. Oh I yeah, I heard I heard bad things about the Sound of Music. Yeah. We were disappointed. Didn't um, Bill watch? So so our brother and our mom were watching it, and they were like, "Fuck this!" And then they put on the actual Sound of Music instead. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. They do some good. They do a good job with the live production. Like they keep the pace going in real time when they're moving between sets, but. Mm-hmm. The song, the singing just isn't really up to snuff. And then also, like, Christopher Walken was Captain Hook in uh, Peter Pan. I didn't Pan. see Peter what? Pan. <laughs> yeah. I, that one could be fun. bananas reality is this? Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I saw, like, a short clip of it, and it was, it looked really bad. Like, he is old. He is old. And, like, Dustin he, Hoffman he, is also old. Christopher Walken <laughs> likes to dance. Yeah. But he is old. Interesting. Mm. Captain Hook, the octogenarian. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, he's fighting against youth so that's true yeah these are kind of ironic i had these were not on my radar at all but i don't really watch tv on tv ever it's a good policy <laughs> what are we watching next time uh-huh well i'll tell you i've been looking at this list trying to decide because i noticed that we have not yet picked anything from season six or seven i don't recommend throwing a dart at no. your computer screen. No, it wouldn't go very well. I realize the reason we haven't picked those is because it's not they're not great seasons. <laughs> but I think that there are some moments in there worth examining. And so I want us to watch Season 7, Episode 6, Inside Man. That sounds like a doctor episode. No? He's involved, yeah. <laughs> Actually, most of the crew is in it. It's like... It's how they do TV shows. Like it's oh, usually like the entire cast shut up. is involved. <laughs> no, I mean like. I if like... I if I'm remembering right, because I'm not looking at episode descriptions, I believe it's um, largely a Doctor Seven episode. Yeah, it sounds like a heist thing, and inevitably the Doctor gets smuggled in somewhere because he's a hologram, so he can be tiny. Well, he's That's not my tiny. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make him like like a borrower. They could though, like if. They just take the hall of the, the mobile emitter and they just make him. I'm uncomfortable be... already. No, they could totally. I, that happens in an episode. Yeah, there's one time where, where it, like, it's squished it's like... vertically but not not distorted horizontally. So yeah. it's like standing. Squat. He's standing on the, the, the chair in sick bay, like, what's going on? <laughs> but they could just make him tiny and then he could, like, go through the vents and he could steal stuff. No, that's, that sounds like season one garbage. Right this, on your this is season seven garbage. <laughs>
Pocket dock. <laughs> dock <laughs> in the pocket. Hit. Alrighty. Well, until next time, you can visit our website at salamanderbabies.com, our Twitter at salamandertrek, Facebook at facebook.com slash salamanderbabies, Tumblr at salamanderbabies.tumblr.com, and you can always email for questions and comments at hellocomputer at salamanderbabies.com. Computer and program. <laughs>